Parashas, Parashas Vo'era. And this week, Parsha, we talk about how there was the beginning of the, of the Jews leaving Mitzrayim. The actual, the Marcus began, the ten plagues that, that occurred in Mitzrayim. And the Mitzrayim were punished. So, the... The, the Pasuk says in Tehillim, regarding the Marka of Tzfardea, which was the second of the Marcus, which is a Marka of the the frogs, it's called the frogs, uh, um, were sent to Mitzrayim. And the Pasuk says about the Tzfardea, he sent the Tzfardea v'atashchisem. And the Tzfardea destroyed them. And Rashi brings, Rashi says, he brings from a Chazal, that they, they, he the frogs castrated the Mitzrayim, prevented them from having children further. Why is that? That's sort of some sort of uh, the very essence of the Makkah. How is that at the very essence of the Makkah? That point. So I'll try to answer that question. So a couple of points to make about uh, the Makkah of Tzfardeh. The Makkah of Tzfardeh was the second of the Makkahs. And Hashem sent Moshe to warn Pari. And he said, if you're not going to send out my children to serve me, then I'm going to strike Kolkbulcha with Sephardim, with frogs. And it says the Sephardim will come into your house, into your rooms, into your, into your ovens, into your Mashari which is the bowls where you need dough. And the Sephardim will come. So the Sephardim came, the Torah tells us how the Sephardim came. And my Pari was, was very troubled by this Maka. And he called Mashanari. And then he said, Davin to Hashem, and the Sephardim should leave. Well, the Tzfardim should leave. You said the Tzfardim should also leave? That's not what I said. That's not what I said, but I know it sounded like that, so I'm going to be very clear that's not what I said. And Moshe said to Parai, so, then he, said, so, Moshe, so he said, go down for me. So Moshe said to Parai, strange thing. He said to Parai, Hispoerali, you know, try me. You know, see if I can do it. Ask, ask me something. See if I can fulfill your request. For when I should die. So Rashi points out, they didn't say that when he should daven, he was going to daven right away. He said, well, when, when should I daven for the frogs to leave? Meaning, that I'm going to daven right away, but choose a time that the frogs should leave. And Pari says, okay, tomorrow they should leave. He said, fine, that's what, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. So it's a, strange, it's, it's a strange back and forth between Pari. What was Moshe saying? Rabbeinu was saying, his spoiler alive. One other point I want to mention, if you look in Parak Shira, it's a it's a it's a perfect shiur. It's a, with the different all the aspects of the creation, how they sing out songs of praise to Hashem. The Tzvardeya's praise is Baruch Shem Kvod Malchus That's the Tzvardeya's praise. Speaks about the, the Malchus of Hashem is always. How, what does that what does that have to do with anything? So let's so what, the Medrash tells us. I many familiar that the, the Marcus were brought Mida Kinegan Mida, which means that Para and the Mitzrayim were guilty of a certain offense. And in res- direct response to what they did was right back in their face. They were they received uh, a punishment in kind. What was the mark, what was the what was the mida kenegan mida of the tzvardim? The medrash does say something. I want to say something a little differently. Um, so we, um, at the end of Parshas Shemois, it says that Paroi said after Moshe Rabbeinu came to him and saying, "Let my people go," he said. You're, you're, you're disrupting people from their work. So what, what was his, what was Pyrrha's response? He said, Give them more work to do so they won't dabble and think about things. 
Akiva, it's an easy segue, but I'm going to control myself. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm very familiar with this concept. Yeah, I guess, yeah. So, <laughs> make them work harder. So, Mr. Sharon points out that's, that's the Yetzahara, that's the way to convince people to do Averis. You make him work very hard, you have no time to think. A person really has to be thought out, planned, has to have a, a make a, make a cheshman, figure out where he's going, what he's done, how he can improve, how he can have a plan. The Yetzahara says, no, make you work very hard. And you just and you're just gonna and you, but that was that was how Pari felt. I mean, the Yitzhar controls you; doesn't allow you to make plans for the future. Pari also, Pari wanted to control the, the Yidden, control the Jewish people as slaves. And he said, "I'm going to make plans for the future, and I'm going to control you completely." The the so you could say first, so you could say Tzardem maybe is a response to that because the Medrash does say that there's a word over here. It says that Pari called Moshe and he said, it says he was very distressed. Al divar hatzvardim on the on the which literally means the word of the tzvardim the thing of the tzvardim he was very distressed about the medrash says al divar hatzvardim he was concerned about the divar medrash says because the croaking was making so much noise and they also it says that they went inside their intestines and they were croaking that it was very distressful so you see when when there's a lot of noise and it's very you can't think right so when in response to not allowing the Jews to think the mitzvim also couldn't think but we can say maybe it's even more profound. Pare wanted to control the Jewish people. He didn't allow them to have any plans. So Hashem said, oh, you know what? We're going to bring the Maka of the Tzfardim, and I'm going to show you that even when you're making plans, and even when you can make plans, we're going to destroy you, and we're going to punish you anyway. How's that? Because the Tzfardim came, and Moshe Rabbeinu says, oh, I'm going to let you choose when they're going to leave. And he let them, he even got to choose when the, when the, when the Maka was going to stop. And even so, he was punished with the Makkah. In fact, the, the Ramban asks, why did he say, why didn't he, why did he say tomorrow? Why didn't he say right now? Right? He said tomorrow, just left because he, so Pari had a plan. The Ramban brings that Pari had a plan because he thought really Moshe Rabbeinu was tricking him. And he knew that the Makkah had to stop right now. So he said, okay, you know what? I'm going to ask you to get rid of it tomorrow. And he was going to show him up. I was going to leave sooner. He said, but anyway, so he chose his own destiny. And the fact that he, so even when you control, he wanted to prevent the Yidin from having a plan. He was able to choose his plan, and he still got punished. But I think it's, you could say even further. The um, I we, I once heard from from uh, from Rabbi Schneider. I don't know if you know who he is, but he was he's speaking on it. It's, it's clear in many many psukim, and it's clear in many Rishonim this concept that the the Jewish people being in Mitzrayim was sort of a, a, a clinic for learning how to serve a king. Meaning the Jewish people, we know, the Pesukim all say that they were in Mitzrayim. You're leaving Mitzrayim so that you should serve Hashem. But how do you know, how do you know how to serve a king? So they were in Mitzrayim. They were stuck. They were slaves to a king of Mitzrayim. And that king, even though it was a terrible slavery, and that's not the way it works with Hashem, but the point is there was a certain element of, of, of being learn, learning how to be subservient to, to that, uh, a, higher, a higher authority. So we, we find uh, when you're subservient, to, if, in serving Hashem, there are actually times when you're not supposed to think. What does that mean? Generally, we know, we saw that generally it's hard as one tells you not to think. But we always have to have you with the cheshben and with the thought-out process. But the Gemara says, when it comes to chilo Hashem, when, the, when we'll speak about that and what it means in a second, even in chal can come with a rab. You don't even, you don't even give respect to, to your rabbi, to your mentor. You have to just go and you have to be concerned with chilo Hashem. What does chilo Hashem mean? Chilo Hashem means, Hashem chilo, we'll give us an example, there's something called Meister Shani, which is special, special fruits that you have to have a special holiness and you have to eat them in, in your shalom. 
But let's say you can't bring the fruits to Yerushalayim because they're, they're going to get spoiled along the way. So, so, so the, the, the Torah says you can take money and you can transfer the holiness from the fruits onto the money. You can mechal the fruits and you put the kedusha on the money, the holiness on the money. Meaning what? The fruits now is a muchulam. It's almost like, like halal is, is, is a vacuum, is, is an empty space. The holiness that was here is not here anymore. That's what, so so say chil Hashem would be, means it's not really possible that Hashem, we're, you're remo- disconnecting Hashem from a certain place. Generally speaking, we say that Hashem wants us to live. We say, the chayvam, all, the mitzvah, all the mitzvahs of the Torah, you have to do it. But if someone's life is in danger, then you, then you, can, then you can violate them. Would seem the reasoning being, because that, that's not enough of a chilol, disconnecting Hashem from it completely. But there are certain averes that are so severe, for whatever reason, that Hashem says you even have to get killed not to do them. So because if you're going to do them, it's going to create this chil Hashem. It's going to create a, too much of a disconnect from Hashem. The, the Gemara says in Psachim, many people are learning in Daf now, the Gemara says in Psachim, brings a, uh, a story which is born in the Navi, in, in, <coughs> excuse me, in Daniel, about Chagi, I'm sorry, Chanani Mishal Bazaria, that they were, that's right, Chanani that Nuchanetzar was the king of Babel, and he built a big, he built a big um, statue, and he wanted everyone to bow down to the statue. And they refused to bow down to the statue, and they ended up, they ended up getting thrown into the oven, which was underneath the statue, and they survived miraculously the fire of the oven. The Gemara says, where did the Hanani Mishra Bazariah know to go through, go through, get themselves thrown in the oven? So the Gemara says, they learned from the frogs, over here, because the frog says something about the frogs. The frogs went, they went into the, into the Mashar Sachas, the bowls which you need the dough there, and they went that when you have dough next to the oven, when you're about to bake it, so the oven was on, they went into the Mashar Sachas, and they went into the oven, and they got killed. And the and Gemara says, the frogs and don't have a mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. And even so, they're willing to get killed. So certainly, certainly, Hanani Mishal Lazari said, we too should get killed. So you see that frogs teach us, we learn from the frogs about those times they're not supposed to think. There are times you should drop all the Cheshbanis, the Mashar says that, Frogs are, are amphibious. They live in their water, and here they went to an oven. It's totally against their against their nature. Sometimes, so a person getting killed is also this cheshbonus. Don't make sense. What do you mean you get killed? If you get killed, you can never stop serving Hashem in the future. But there are times when all the cheshbonus, all the calculations are out the window, and you just have to do. And that and that we we learned from the frogs. So Para, who wanted us, who thought he was he was damaging us by not allowing us to think, he, he inadvertently. And this is almost, almost like a slap in the face to him. He, he gave us, he taught us also. We, we said that being a Mitzrayim was a clinic and how to serve Hashem. So there are times when you have to serve Hashem and just do and not think. And that, and that we learned, and that, that the Makkah of Tzfardeah, you know, um, solidified that lesson for, for us. Because Nani Mishal Razaya learned from the Tzfardim what, what, uh, what, what, that, that there are times that you have to give up, uh, give up your life. You know, there, obviously the there's Limudim and other Pesukim that tell you when you have to do that, but the point is, the lesson comes from the frogs. So we could see, so first of all, going back to some of our questions, we asked, why the Peshira is Baruch Shem Kvayim Malchus Why is that the Shira? Because, because that means, because Hashem's Malchus is always, in every situation. Sometimes, the, and, and, and the king, sometimes the king you have to give your life for, and that's it. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's, no, there's no way around it. But why, why was the Makot Tzvardea that they, they prevent them from having children because we said Paris' whole thing was I'm, gonna, you're gonna, I'm making plans I get to think things through and you don't so Hashem said the, the, the frogs came and they said no all your plans are about your future having children is all about the future 
You're not even going to have. You're not going to have children anymore. You're, there's no future because some, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's without thought. It's without process, and that 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 could be the essence of the maca of the of the frogs because that's what the frogs' lesson was. Is you can't always make plans. You can't always think. But it's a little severe thinking about that. Then you have to think about Hashem actually getting killed to do something. But you know, how does that? We hope that's never relevant to any of us. But even. But any mitzvah, really, it's, you don't have to get killed not to do it. But uh, you have to do. You do need to sacrifice sometimes not to do it. And everyone else, and, and everybody's life, in every situation, there are sometimes and some things you can tolerate making calculations and figuring things out. Ah, we all know we all convince ourselves of all sorts of things. But it does reach a certain point in any given situation, which is, you know, what, if I I got to stop making calculations because it's going to cause a chal Hashem. I don't mean a chal Hashem per se of, of, you know, in the colloquial chal Hashem. I mean that, that it's going to, I'm going to stop doing what Hashem wants. At this point, stop making chashvanas and just, and just, just do what you're supposed to do. And, and just, and as, as Nike says, just do it. But that, and that you know, every, I, everyone knows and that is in their own life and when to apply it. It's, but when you do it, you can, you can give out a nice croak and you can act like a, a frog. Thank you.